Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most artistic, athletic, tenacious, basically unique and interesting people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Welcome to season three. As we continue to seek out some of the most unforgettable humans, some of the most memorable stories, in the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. Fantastic episode for you today with a wonderfully interesting guest. Tattoo artist from Liverpool, George Mary, joins the show. The main philosophy of Any Given Runway is that we can learn from everyone and through their individual story and experiences can teach us new ideas and lessons. And today's guest fits that mindset and calling them unique would be an understatement. Hailing from Chester, George is currently an artist at the Devil's Club Tattoo in Liverpool. I was fortunate to meet George during my last trip to England and upon meeting him, I knew he would make a great guest. But what I didn't know was the wide variety of passions that he has. In addition to being a tattoo artist, he's also in a band and is in the process of writing his first children's book in which he's also doing the illustrations. On today's conversation, George chats about how he first entered the world of tattooing, how it was initially his love of being an illustrator, but also the help of his family that first got him a foot in the door. George also reflects on the pieces that he's worked on and the projects that he enjoys the most. And lastly, George gives some tattoo advice, which let's be real, I think a lot of people actually could use. This was an absolute gem of a conversation. It's always rewarding to have guests on the show who have actually met out through traveling. And George was superb. Thrilled for everyone to meet him. So let's go ahead and bring on musician, tattoo artist, soon to be children's author from Liverpool, George Mary. And let's learn. I know with tattooing, there's numerous roads that can lead to being a tattooist. So for you, how did you enter the career? Well, um, I was thinking about being an illustrator originally when everyone's deciding what they want to be when they're a kid. Um, and then one day I was around my cousins drawing skulls as per. And um, yeah, it was like my mate would definitely get that tattooed straight away. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. Because, you know, traditionally artists only make money when they're dead. So I was like, okay. This could be an instant moneymaker. Um, and that was when I was like 13 and then just fell in love with it. Um, going about getting into the industry is pretty difficult. And not a lot of people want to give away the secrets, especially if they're proper old school types. Um, so I think I started, I found a shop when I was like 15, little punk kid, just giving out flyers. I did that for a while. It was a foot in the door, just cleaning up equipment and stuff and trying to learn what I could. Um, and yeah, then it was just on to find an apprenticeship when I was finally 18, when I could, was like finally old enough to start tattooing. Um, so yeah, I went about looking for an apprenticeship and it was actually my mum who got me the job. Uh, I went around looking for places and uh, yeah, I was struggling for a while because traditionally go in, show your portfolio and all that. And uh, without me knowing, she sent out a load of CVs to random shops. And after a night of drinking one day, I woke up with a raging hangover <laughs> with this guy on the phone going, hey man, just got one of your CVs. Do you want to come in for a chat? I was like, yeah, <laughs> okay. Give me a minute. Yeah. Day, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Because I was actually going to ask, 
about what family and friends thought when you were 13 and, and teachers and everybody around you when you said, you know what, I want, I want to be a tattooist. I'm sure there was not a lot of support initially. Um, well, my parents always said I've, um, have a plan B and I just went, no, I'm not having one. It's either that or uh, I'll just keep trying. So, um, yeah, they were definitely talking a while about me being a graphic designer, which is not a career I wanted to pursue personally. I've drawn a few band logos, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't I mean, do computers. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that first inspired you when you started drawing, whether it be comics, cartoons, or other drawers, or other artists that you saw that you were like, you know, I kind of dig that. Who were the ones that influenced you when you first started? Actually, I got a, a lot of um, inspiration from children's books. Mm -hmm. like, I tried to think back to the ones that like, I was looking at when, before I could draw properly. I mean, I've always drawn, but there was definitely ones that I kind of learned from. And uh, one that stood out for me was like the Winnie the Witch books, if anyone's heard of them. Yeah. Um, but they were created by a guy called Corky Paul. I think he's Australian. And I just remember looking at them and sucking them up, just absolutely loving them. Like just crazy, crazy. They're kind of like Ralph Steadman kind of style. Yeah. Very like look aggressively drawn. And I was really drawn to that. And that was originally what I wanted to be. Um, yeah, found tattooing. Never looked back. Love it. <laughs> It's fantastic. How about now? When you're looking for creativity, when you're looking for new ideas, who are some of the other artists you follow? Um, well, a few artists I follow. Um, I got a tattoo two days ago, actually, by a guy called Alex Woodhead. Um, I don't know if you can see this. I've got all these weird fillers tattooed. Yeah. Um, another guy's called Will Geary. He, I've been following him since like the career began. There wasn't many people doing like surreal-looking traditional so, and he only worked a few cities away from me, and now he's working in my hometown. And also, everyone in the shop I work at now, they're all a massive inspiration to me. I have been tattooed by a couple, but eventually I'll be tattooed by everyone. Um, it's a great working environment. I've never been happier. Um, yeah, they're all wonderful people, and they've all got a unique style, and everyone I can learn from there. It's a very rare opportunity to work in a shop where there's that many artists, and they're all respected in their own way. And they're also talented. Uh, so yeah, definitely everyone at the Devil's Club in Liverpool, that's the place to be. Well, Devil's Club in Liverpool, you're right. The, the environment there was, was really special. It was something different. Everybody was getting along. It was just very laid back. It just felt, it felt like you were getting tattooed in somebody's backyard or something. It was a yeah. great location. So when you talk about having a great working yeah, environment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone's friends. Everyone gets along really well. Um, it's a very unique energy, which is amazing, to be fair. And you guys had Harry Potter on, so it was perfect. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I'm sure this sentence you've heard many, many, many times. Uh, whatever looks good, you decide. So a lot of people put trust in you when it comes to getting a new tattoo. So when someone comes to you and just says, ah, you know, whatever you think's best, what type of preparation, where does your mind go after you hear that? Well, it's kind of, I kind of go into automatic. Normally I'm prevented. Most of the time is a lot of people being very fussy about what they want mm. and they are 100% they are in their right to do that. It's on their body forever. Yeah. I, I can't say no. <laughs> it's, their, it's their decision. Um, it's great though when someone says do whatever because then I just get to work with no, without being held back by other people's opinions and how they want things done. So whenever someone comes in and go, yeah, just do whatever you want, put it wherever you want and that's just a good day for me for sure. So, yeah, I wouldn't go further than that. I'd just say it's always great when someone gets, gives me the room to work. What are your favorite type of projects to work on? Uh, anything big is always nice, front pieces, back pieces. 
Uh, I do take a lot of joy in just doing simple palm-sized designs. I wouldn't say simple, maybe I can get away with being a lot more intricate because they take because of the size, they take a bit less time, so I can tweak out a little bit. Uh, anything trippy, really. I like uh, My style's kind of traditional, but with a weird twist. Um, so yeah, anything along the lines of what I do. Um, my Instagram's Merry Tattering. Um, so yeah, I post loads of designs. If anyone picks one of my designs, I'm super happy about that. So yeah, any, anything that's my weird, unique niche. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel for you, every day has got to be just a different adventure. There's no two days that are like, you're going to do everything from incredibly personal work to designs that are just for fun. And when you look back in your career thus far, what are some of the projects that just stand out? Um, like I said, anything big. I've been working on a back piece. Um, it's just a big uh, tiger and a snake. That was really cool. I think any large-scale work, I think um, it's less about tattoos. I think memorable moments, um, guest spots and conventions, it's kind of like a tattooist holiday. Um, uh, the first one I did was at OSC, uh, One Shot Charlie's in Stourbridge. All amazing guys always show you a good time. Um, I've actually got one coming up next month in Cobra Club. Cobra Club in Leeds, uh, so I'm super excited for that. Um, I did one recently at Noiseland Tattoo in Leicester. They're all great guys. Mm. Um, it's just great when I can travel and tattoo at the same time. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do a few more conventions. I did one in Holland when not long after my apprenticeship, so that was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, I think any traveling involved is always fun. Uh, and if tattooing can take me, then I'll do that. Of course, of course. How about memorable interactions with some of your clients that come in? Maybe they're doing something incredibly personal or just the story behind it. Which are the ones that stand out for you in that? Uh, to be honest, I give everyone their own personal time. I listen to what they have to say, but everyone's got a story and uh, I hear them on a daily basis. Everyone, it, it's a very strange job because you're meeting everyone from one walk of life to another. I've tattooed like policemen and I've tattooed criminals yeah. like nearly on the same day. It's, it's, it's the widest range of people you can ever get because everyone's got their own taste and they all get different tattoos, but at the end of the day, they all want a tattoo. Um, so I can't really think of one off the top of my head as far as stories goes, but you definitely meet some interesting characters. And I've learned working in Liverpool recently, there's a, quite a few more interesting characters in Liverpool than Chester. <laughs> um, yeah, I think everyone's memorable in their own right. Um, I wouldn't say anyone's more memorable than the last. I kind of just focus on the tattoo. I'll remember people for what they pick. And yeah. if it's a really good day and they let me do whatever, then I'll definitely remember them and hope they come back and do the same thing. All right, well, I'll put you on the spot then. What did I request? Oh, uh, you asked some handwriting. And I went through some fonts. And uh, in the end, you settled with your own, which I'm always happy to do. I love doing other people's handwriting. It's dead easy, straight over it. How did it heal, by the way? Oh, simple, simple. Yeah, little nice little John Lennon from the song In My Life. So perfect, perfect place. And you, you, you had said that, you know, I, for me, it was one of those things like when I get my Beatles tattoo, I had to get it in Liverpool. But when I talked to you, you said it wasn't all too common for Beatles tattoos. Um, I don't think I've done one before. I might have done a lyric and not know it. <laughs> okay. I don't, think many the shop, I don't think we've got many Beatles fans in the shop that we work at, to be honest. <laughs> That's true. I was having a laugh with one of the guys like, the other day. And like, because as soon as you get there, it's everywhere. It's Beatlemania. Yeah. 
And when I, when I was just going to Liverpool for a night out or whatever before I was working there, I just remember like looking at the statues and going, oh, I bet they're sick of seeing this when they live here. I bet they're sick of it. And I told it to Adam and he went, yeah, I am. <laughs> and we are. Definitely uh, a great band. Definitely have the right influence in a lot of people's lives. Earlier, you mentioned that you're always happy to do whatever person's ideas. But at the same time, when I was there, you also gave me a heads up of a location that you didn't recommend. So what are some of your loose rules that you encourage people not to do? whether it be a location as design, what are some things that in the back of your mind you're like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this? Uh, I'd never get writing or text too small mm-hmm. just because it's very, it's, if you do a massive skull on someone, it's always going to look like a skull, no matter how, how long of the time it's gone. Um, a lot of people get text and a lot of tattooers do it way too small. They're just happy to make their money and do whatever people ask of them. And then, two months down the line you've just got black blodges of like braille or something as opposed to like a nice written sentence so i'd say pretty much every time someone comes in for text and they ask for it too small i'm like no get it bigger you'll thank in the long run bigger is definitely better in any form of tattoo it'll help it last a lot longer and that's not me trying to make a quick book off you that's just the facts that ink spreads and if you get it too small it'll just turn to a blob I think it's very sound, very wise advice. What about the last couple of years? How did you handle all the challenges? I'm sure with the restrictions and lockdown, quarantine, pandemic, all the words we're tired of hearing for you. How did you handle the uncertainty that came with your career? Well, it was a lot of waiting, to be honest. Uh, I just sat home like everyone else. Um, but to be honest, it gave me enough time to focus on like my other projects in life. Tattoo and you kind of go in and you draw in. And then when you get home, you don't really want to draw <laughs> even more. So uh, I painted a lot of flash designs, uh, stuff that can be tattooed, hope, well, optimistically thinking. Um, and then oh, speaking of children's books, I actually started writing one of my own. So I've got onto that because, like I said, I never really had the time for these kind of things before. But um, I had it then and I was like, right, I might as well go back onto the childhood dreams and see if that works out. Really? I'm in a band as well, so I wrote a lot of songs. Just kind of find the time and a lot of Judge Judy. A lot of Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Judy in a band and writing a children's book. I, I can't think of anything better than that. <laughs> Are you doing all the, the art for the, the children's book as well? Yes. Um, well, I wanted to be an illustrator and I had enough time. So I was like, right, I'll try writing one as well. That's... So that's all done. I've just got to finish it and hopefully that'll be out on the shelves. <laughs> Fantastic, man. We'll keep you up to date on that. Once it's up, let me know. We'll bring you back on to talk just about that as well. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. That's awesome. For someone visiting Liverpool for the first time, which is where your tattoo shop is, what would be your recommendations? What's well, coming to the shop or just to wander around Liverpool? Well, that's, that's recommendation and that's standard number one. Everybody's going to come into the shop. That's number one. But after they come in the shop, after they get their tattoo, what should visitors go out and do in Liverpool? Um, well, I don't know if there's plenty of gigs on at the minute, but I've definitely gone to a few while I could, while the bands were still playing. Hopefully that'll carry on for a bit soon. Um, the docks is always a pretty sight. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that works at Tate, uh, and uh, another friend that works at the, Mil- um, the Nautical Museum, uh, the Maritime Museum on the docks, trying to think of the right name then. Uh, everything's worth, uh, worth a look. I think you're best off just having a wander and see what you can find because there's a lot of hidden gems that I probably don't even know about. Um, Calvin Club's always one where the Beatles used to play a hell of a lot. So, you know, 
go on to a little history tour there. Um, I think there's plenty of things to see in Liverpool, and you'd be very, very difficult to see them all in like a day, let alone. Yeah. I think there's plenty out there, and uh, you're best doing your own research. Well, I was impressed with the food scene there. I was impressed with the diversity of it. Went to the Cavern Club for lunch, but after that, for dinner and everything, there was just so many different opportunities, so many different choices. That's what I was, I was impressed with the most. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also there was a, a cat cafe that I stumbled into. Where oh you, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> it was it was genius. It was genius. Tell me more about your band. What's the name, and what can listeners expect? Um, it's called Severed Vision, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we're kind of like a rock and roll punk band. Got metal influences as well. Uh, I've been talk- talking to a few friends about organising a gig in Chester soon. Uh, we've been recording an album. Uh, we're just waiting for some masters back. We've got a few tracks back and we're very happy with the results. So hopefully people will be able to listen to us soon. And hopefully they'll be able to see us even sooner. Just waiting to get on the road and get gigging as soon as possible. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I didn't expect when I met you that you were also in a band, that you're also writing a book. Fantastic. So thankful <laughs> that, I met, that I met you. I didn't know you were in a band, but I did know that you were a big punk and rock fan, especially because you had on punk Christmas songs when I got there. So what are <laughs> <laughs> what are the top three punk Christmas songs? Oh, Christ. Uh, I'd have to say Get Pissed for Christmas by Peter and the Test Tube Babies. I think that was only recently released. I thought that was quite an old one. Brilliant name, yeah. I'd say the entirety of the Bad Religion Christmas Songs album. Mm-hmm. It's all carols. A few people, when they were in the shop, realized what they were singing halfway through a song. Um, Oi to the World by the Vandals. That's definitely got to be up there. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I've run out. The Fear by Lily Allen. <laughs> that was his Christmas song for a while. Not Christmassy in the slightest, but I listened to it all last year. It's a lot of ding-dong-do for me. <laughs> love it, love it. I, I remember you were getting frustrated because Bad Religion played all the way through and there wasn't much after that. wasn't many choices after that yet, so we just listened to Bad Religion again. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Straight <laughs> on Bad Religion. Gosh, this has been so cool, man. Thrilled that I met you. Thrilled to know you. How can people stay up to date with your life? Because you've got so many different things coming up, man. In the next year, we're going to have music. We're going to have a book. We're going to have more tattoos. How can people follow you life? Uh, you can follow my Instagram at Merry Tattooing, M E double R Y Tattooing. Um, you can also email me if you ever want to tattoo or collaborate or anything like that. It's uh, Merry Tattooing at gmail.com. Um, and you can follow us, follow the band on Instagram. I think we've got Facebook as well. That's Severed Vision. Uh, I think it's Severed underscore Vision on Instagram. Uh, and hopefully I'll make an Instagram page for my book when I start doing the illustrations. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Coming up on almost 500 interviews, and this one was one of my favorites. This was great. I mean, you oh, got such, such, a, such an interesting life, great answers, everything. It was just fantastic. Great. <laughs> nice Brilliant, my man. Keep me updated on anything that goes on. I look forward to chatting again. Thanks, man. Thanks very much. All right. Cheers. Hey, sound. See you later, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to my man, George. Visit George at the Devil's Club Tattoo and get your own Beatles tattoo or whatever music-inspired ink that you're keen on. Looking forward to seeing what's next for George with the band and his writing. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.